0: So I have to tell you, you must experience this too. We, we've talked about this before, but I want to touch base upon it again because I came up with a new epiphany about something. This is the topic. Have you, have you noticed that when you talk to your liberal friends, um, they have no interest in knowing why you believe what you believe? Okay, so you're a conservative or Republican, whatever you want to call yourself, however you identify, and they will never ask you, I'm curious, you know, Bob, you seem like a great guy. I really respect you. You seem very intelligent. And I, I just can't wrap my mind around how you're a conservative. You know, so I feel like I'm missing something, Bob. You know, uh, tell me what's, what is what. What is it about the whole uh, immigration uh, situation that you feel, uh, you know, why you were right and, and we're, we are wrong. And, uh, and then, you know, you would go on to explain to this guy why you believe that way. And then you talk about... Uh, minimum wage, then you talk about the stimulus, then you talk about affirmative action, then you talk about all the other things that are in play, and you, you would talk about it, and the guy would then nod his head, right? Um, and see a pattern and an understanding that, oh, that's a way of thinking. Right.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: It never happens. Of course. Not. Okay. It never, ever happens. And that is the frustration that we all feel. Like, we, it, it, look, I have three wonderful siblings. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, one, or maybe one of them every once in a while will ask me, what's my position on something? But he will not ask me, you know, why I believe. He, he's just not interested in knowing. You know, I, I I would like to explain to my brother, to my sisters, to my close liberal friends, you, you, if you really want to know why we're conservative, don't just, you know, just... What, what they really want to do, Ari, is they want... To hear you talk, and then they want to grab something that they feel is insane or racist or greedy, um, so that they can have and a they talking run point. Run all their friends about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. So it's and John Schnatter. They're not actually interested in hearing your point. No. That, that's the point. They're not I- interested as you would be in an objective situation. For example, I don't know. Explain to me why. Um, uh, I was going to use a virus situation with masks, but that's, even that's political. Uh, you know, explain to me why it's a good idea to go vegan, let's say. Okay, people are, people are willing to listen to that or why they shouldn't go vegan. They're, they're willing to listen to that too. I'm willing to listen to both both directions um, and so on. I, why is swimming such a great exercise? And you why should... is
1: dirt biking better than road biking? Yeah. Why is, why, this is a big one for me why the hell don't we go to the electronic strike zone in baseball the same way we've gone to computerized judgments of line calls in tennis? You know, things yeah. like, yes. which truly has nothing to do with politics. Okay. All right.
0: Right. So, right. so anyway, the point is that, you know, these are things that you can discuss rationally, but when it comes to the, the politics, no, 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 it's, it's not, not of interest to them. Look, I've come to this conclusion, Ari. I think that people are as interested, they're afraid to ask you, why you believe what you believe. They're afraid to actually listen to your arguments. In the same way, I think, that some heterosexual people are afraid to try (laughs) homosexual sex because they're afraid they might just like it you know or, that's, by, or vice versa you get the idea so yeah. that so that's the point it's like no 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 I, i'm not going to try that stuff because I, I might like it right they they might actually agree with your conservative position that's the, that's what scares the hell out of them they not? don't want to taste that they don't want to experience it they don't want to open the door to they they, they they might become one of those crazy conservatives and i put that in quotes of course uh, because at some point they do you know turn around kind of like
1: drug addicts who started by smoking one joint of marijuana and now they're living on the street as fentanyl addicts 20 years yeah. later like i'm 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 not making the analogy pound for pound of, of it being the same, but it's the same set of mentalities of, I better not open that door a crack, let it be kicked in by the cops.
0: Right, exactly right, right. yeah. If I try pot now, I might try cocaine tomorrow, and if I try cocaine tomorrow, it might be fentanyl the next day, and, and so on. I might on. like them all. I might like them all, and yeah. you know, I don't want to do that. You know, To them, I think that's the way they view conservatism. They don't want to hear because... They're afraid that they might actually agree with it.
1: I, I would go on further, which is they know, and it's the same, I think there's a natural bridge here you're probably planning to go to. I think it has to do with the same thing about going to church or synagogue and really listening and reading the real texts of the source Bible rather than some tikkun olam or social justice interpretations of, oh my God, it might be true, it might be real, I might agree with it, and then I'll come back next week and 20 years later, I'll be a Jesus freak.
0: Well, it's not not, not even a tikkun olam sort of guy. And what he's talking about, uh, by the way, for my, our non-Jewish uh, listeners out there, tikkun olam is a Hebrew expression. It means uh, it means to heal the world, that you should heal the world. So that that's the idea. But uh, it, many Jews, liberal Jews in particular, have misinterpreted that to mean to go out and do social justice and fight against global warming and all the crap. Anyway, I just said that as a sideline sort of thing. Uh, and what I'm saying is that you know, it also applies to the beyond the Tukunulam people. It's uh, beyond, much beyond that, where the atheist has decided that what the believer believes is, you know, nonsensical stuff like the parting of the seas, Jesus walking on water, you name it, uh, and, and that's all they, that we believe, you understand, and that we just are doing so with the hopes of being, you know, allowed entry into heaven, and isn't that just farcical? So this is the cartoonish approach that they have toward the faithful. Um, and they're, I think they really are afraid. I mean, I, I've asked, you know, you go on many Facebook uh, groups, and I, I'm, I belong to a couple of uh, Christian slash atheist groups. There are very few Jewish atheist groups, but whatever. Uh, you know, just for the sake of discussion about God. And most of the atheists will you very smugly post something to the effect of, I have been on this group uh, in this group for the past uh, three years, and not once have I seen any post explaining to me why God exists. It's all a question of uh, people just simply saying, to open your mind, uh, open your heart and, and leap. that's not good enough for me. And uh, you know, it, it's clear that these people have not actually heard the arguments. I, I've said many times, you, the, the evidence is overwhelming. In fact, I'm not somebody that came to God because of faith. No, no way would I come to God just from yeah, faith. You
1: talk over and over again, and many theologically-minded people do, it says, you know, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. That's a leap of faith. Those are the religious fanatics believing in some crazy-ass stuff, right? Yeah, it's, it's cr- you know? to
0: believe that everything around us happens just, <laughs> just by pure accident. <laughs> random accident, uh, that is just, I mean, you need to explain that. I think the burden is on you, Mr. Atheist. Right, just to explain a
1: little bit of sports. Over over the last twenty years, and see like the miracles in sports, the miracles in art, the miracles in music, and it just forget Christianity, Judaism, major world religions. If you just watch those things, as just a casual beer drinking sports bum. You start to see there's some majesty and, and amazing right. stuff at work here.
0: You know right. what I mean? Yeah, what, what, what they do is they, they fail to understand. What they do is they glom on to something that they see as inherently preposterous, like being able to walk on water or to split the sea and so on. And then they say, well, that's just garbage. Because, you know, if, if that is not possible in their everyday lives, well, therefore, there's no God. So that, it's very easy. It's very uh, uh, pithy for them. Uh, and so, boom, it, it goes away. But they—they're not starting from the right place. You need to start as to the to the question of whether or not there is any creator whatsoever. Forget about what that creator looks like. Forget about whether that creator is the the creator of the Bible whether the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Book of Mormon, or the Quran, or whatever. Forget about all that. Just ask whether or not there's a creator in the first place. And most people don't want to ask that question. They want to to destroy uh, it because they don't want the accountability. Because the moment you realize that there's a creator, the moment you figure that out, then it begs so many other questions. Well, why did he create me? Why did he create everything else? Uh, and, and then it opens too many doors and demands to me questions. So I, I don't want to get drilled oh, down too much course. into this, I, I, but I appreciate your, your delving yeah, deeply I, into I it. I see
1: the same pattern also in, I might have mentioned this before, I'll watch an episode of, say, Nova, this, one of the science shows on PBS. And, you know, there, it's decent entertainment and it's relaxing stuff. But it's really funny how over and over again they'll show some amazing thing in, in the natural world. And they'll say, and we just can't. Explain it, and I'm screaming at the TV. Have you looked at the God answer? Have you get Have you applied your scientific open mind and just said, "Could it be?" Yeah. It is, and it's like you you said over and over again uh, over these podcasts over the years on your radio show the analogy of losing your keys but only looking for it where the light is shining. Yes, exactly and, right. Or, or yeah. you know, or something like that, and and canceling out all this other stuff that's right in front of your face as possible. Okay, so let's let's you know, move on, that, I, and I, and I agree, I agree. But I'm, I'm emphasizing the original point you made. That's why they don't want to know why you think the way you think, because it opens up all these possibilities that would then result in a certain accountability for the way they live their life, which they're enjoying. Right, whether they're getting high, being an, a jerk. You know, I was gonna say. That.
0: Or, 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 but, you know or, or, or being gay for that matter. I mean like, or being straight if you're gay and then you think you might be straight, well, you might try uh, you know sex with a woman all of a sudden or, or vice versa as the case may be. And you might discover you know that that's the way you swing. you know I, I kind of like that. you might be nice. You might you might be bisexual for all you know right. and, and, and so but that's that's the level to which they are afraid to ask you why you are a conservative. Because, if they actually listen to you with an open mind, they just might agree. Ooh, that's not too good. All right, so I want to move on to a different topic, really, uh, right now. And, and but it's I guess everything is related to the way we talk. But here, here's what I want to say: this situation that's happening in Minneapolis. Okay, so, so there's this new, um, a new shooting, right? That's happening, and. This woman cop, there's so many things to unpack here. But nevertheless, I, I don't want to get too too into it. The main po- focus I want is to discuss how the Minneapolis citizenry, if you can call it that... Um, has gone wild yet again and has now demonstrated and engaged engaged in massive riots. I think this is a fourth night as we're recording this po- podcast. It's awful. Um, and, you know, there's no denying that there, you know, you can't say this was murder, right? Uh, you can't say that the reason why this woman cop, and I say woman cop because there's a couple of other things I want to discuss about that, uh, that she said, "Oh, I've got myself a black man here. I'm going to kill him." Uh, you know, that's just—it's absurd. But yeah, why didn't she do it before she tried to write the ticket or pull him over?
1: Right. Exactly. Right? Why didn't right. she just drive up alongside him, bow, drive away? Yeah. Right. It's, <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? it's just. Too- why didn't she turn off her body cam first? Yeah, oh, exactly right.
0: No, obviously, it's it was a panic situation. It's awful, but and had it been a white man, uh, of course, we would not be hearing about this at all. There certainly wouldn't be any riots about she it. Would have been absolved already, like Ashley Babbitts. Well, we'll talk about you know. that in a second too. But Sorry, I didn't no, even jump no, yeah, ahead. you are jumping, uh, jumping everywhere here, Mister. I'm excited. Now, I know it's <laughs> it's very interesting. So we have, uh, so so the riots are happening all over the place. Now you also have at the same time in the same city. Uh, the Chauvin trial, right, which, uh, as I understand it, the defense has arrested their case. It's going to go to the jury I soon like enough.
1: That you use your French accent for it? It makes it sound so erudite. Yes. Know?
0: Chauvin. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an opera. <laughs> Chauvin, not Chauvin, Chauvin. And now the character Chauvin in Les Miserables. <laughs> yeah,
1: Chauvin.
0: <laughs> Voltaire, Rousseau, and Jorge Flo- And Chauvin. And Floyd. All right, you got it. All right. Uh, this diversion has been brought to you by Ari David. OK, so we have this situation where so the, the, the jury's going to come back. Now, I, I think I mean, this is a funny way to look at it, Ari. What if the jury came back and said, uh, you know what, we have a full conviction on all the counts, the manslaughter count, the second-degree murder count, uh, the aggravated second-degree, I forget which one, whatever it is, the highest level of charge they find against him. And not only that, but the judge sentences him to life in prison. Okay? I don't think he can do that, but nevertheless, let's say. Don't worry, they'll ride anyway. uh, Don't get (laughs) ahead of me, mister. My point is, wait, wait, my point is, my point is, no, my point is this. That I think that the rioters want to not have a full conviction because that would give them the pretext to continue to riot and loot and so forth. But if they get everything that they supposedly want, and a judge, you know, berating Chauvin and saying that you are a monster, sir, and I'm going to uh, exceed my authority and, and sentence you to a full term in prison and such like that, uh, I, I think that the rioters would be disappointed. Well, they, it, wait, wait, wait. wait. They, they, like, they, they'd be very disappointed because they don't get to riot and loot. I mean, you're taking away all my fun, all my pretext and everything else. And they'll still find a way to be upset. Well, you yeah. can't, you, the whole point is you cannot appease this mob. They are just chomping at the bit. If it's not 120% of what they want, they will still riot. I'm, and I say 120 percent because even if they get 100 percent of what they supposedly want, they will look at each other like, OK, well, what do we do now?
1: Uh, they you know. didn't charge them enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if they get everything they want, they'll get angry that they can't riot and they'll riot about that. And they'll riot to riot and they'll riot to riot and riot. And and the worst thing that I'm seeing is the pattern here is you're again seeing the hapless idiot. uh you know, Justin Trudeau type government of Minneapolis again allowing this crap and it's now spreading to other cities, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, New York. It's coming to LA any day night or excuse me, any night now it's gonna happen here. Um Either because of the the shooting of by the you know p- policewoman or the Chauvin trial uh, result, one way or another, rioting they riot to riot.
0: That's why they riot. Yeah, because they can riot. It's uh, that, that is the problem, and that's the reason why you see all this horrific stuff because they they, they are emboldened, uh, they are encouraged practically by the police department who does who don't want to uh, enforce the laws at this point. I almost can't blame them because of the Ferguson effect and so on. Then we also have the justice system, which goes after uh, those people that are high-profile situations, like the Chauvin situation and like uh, what we just saw with this woman cop, uh, but not—what's uh, her name? Uh, Babbitt? What, what? The, yeah, Ashley Babbitt's shooter in the, the yeah. Capitol. Okay, so wait, 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 hold, on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just speak about that for a second. So the, the, uh, the Capitol riot shooter— right? The cop who shot this woman, um, Ashley Babbitt, right? She is, uh, I believe, an Air Force vet or something like that. And she, just an extraordinary woman. And she was shot. Um, and had she been black, I have a feeling that there would be a lot more attention to to this situation, right? Had she been, especially if she had been a liberal black there had been, there would have been a lot more attention to this, especially if the cop in in, in the uh, situation had been a conservative white man. Uh, there have been a lot of attention to this, but no, 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 no. There are a lot of questions about this in our mind, Ari's in my mind, and this uh, this cop is not going to be confronted with charges whatsoever. Now. It may very well be that he did nothing wrong, that the, the situation demanded, uh, you know, it was, it was reasonable under the circumstances somehow. He reasonably perceived a threat and he took lethal action and there's not going to be a reasonable likelihood of, of uh, successful prosecution against him. I get it. But my, what I don't get is that it's not reasonably uh, equally applied when it comes to uh, this woman cop in Minneapolis. Who shot this uh, this man recently with uh, what she thought was a taser, but ended up being the gun? Well, that's what she says. I mean, that's.
1: I I believe her. I I, I I believe her. That's probably one of the most cockamamie things I've ever heard of an excuse. I will back up a second with the situation with her and go. This is yet another situation where you got a black person who doesn't know how to get arrested. Stop resisting. OK, and, and stop provoking it, OK, because when you're under arrest, the cop isn't going to murder you. They're just going to cuff you, take you to the station, and probably let you go in five or six hours. But it's uh, the violent reaction on the street that causes that stuff. Well, um, it, the, the other thing I want to say about the Ashley Babbitt situation that to me is so disturbing about is the lack of transparency and the secrecy because they won't even identify who the cop is. We the rumor is it's a black guy. OK, and, and they don't want the black, murdering, white narrative out, which is is so idiotic that, you know, we're all about narratives now. But in every one of these police shootings that's controversial, according to the media, they identify who the cop is. They give a full background. At, they They give their home address out. You know who it is, what the situation was. And at least whether the facts and fictions line up with a prosecution or not, at least you have... An availability of information. The disturbing thing in Babbitt is there's none of
0: that. Well, the way I'd like to I, for, let me demur a little bit to your comment about you know black person doesn't know how to get arrested. I don't. I think you mean it in a different way. And I mean you don't you I, don't obey I, cops orders when they give them to you. Okay, so hold on. The way you and I hold do. on. Let me speak. I'm simply saying to you that uh, what what you're saying is, and what I I would agree with is that when a cop confronts you. No matter what your skin color, no matter what your gender, no matter what, you simply act respectfully. You put your hands on the wheels. You say, how can I help, officer? What Was I doing wrong? Uh, you can, if you disagree, that's okay. You can say, uh, officer, I, I don't think I was speeding. Officer, I don't think I rolled through that uh, stop sign. Uh, however, um, how can I help? You know? and, and just give him the driver's license. You give him the registration, give them the insurance, and you can argue about it later on in, a, front a trial, in front of a judge. And and you know what? You might win. I actually, you know, I, I was I was stopped myself at one point um, for allegedly rolling through a stop sign. I didn't. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, I understood the cop's point of view. Uh, and I, of course, cooperated in every respect. And then finally I said, okay, well, I, I don't agree that this happened. But nevertheless, uh, I appreciate your work officer and uh, keeping the the rule of law here. Uh, But I may very well contest this in court. And I did. And ultimately I won.
1: You didn't burn down your neighborhood?
0: I did not burn down my neighborhood. I did not resist. I did not do any of those things. And it's just, I don't know why you, you know, anyone would want that for himself to have this confrontation where it might very well escalate to a point where at at best you're going to be thrown into jail or at worst you're going to be shot. And killed, perhaps, as uh, in, in both the case of George Floyd and this other guy Dante something. So it's just it's awful. So um, it's not a question of knowing how to get arrested. I, I, I think that maybe it was a poor word choice, but I would say I think it was a perfect word choice. All right, well, we disagree.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you and I know how to get arrested. You like you just said. You say yes, sir.
0: You say no, sir. You say whatever you need, sir. Yeah, and yeah. you take it up with a judge later. Yeah. I get it, yeah, but yeah, what, well, whatever. But some, th- some. Hold on, I Mario, Let's move on to the main point. I don't want to I digress and divolve into this. Well,
1: you just criticize me for not engaging in
0: correct political correctness. I disagree with you. you have I'm not, a poor word choice. We're not going to. It's s- a perfect word choice. We're not going to spend the next forty minutes talking about this. The point is that I can disagree on my own podcast about this. So I don't think that that's the word choice I would use. I simply say that it is correct that you have to be as respectful as you can be you could have as much contempt for police officers as you like but for your own safety and for the safety of the cop uh, near you and for the safety of others that may be around you uh, the best thing to do is simply uh, disagree respectfully and then take it up with a judge later on if you need to and a lot of these situations the cop is going to let you go uh, it's you know well, sir. Just try to keep it uh, to a safer speed next time, and um, you know, God bless and, and take care. That's what it's going to be at the end of the day. Or you get a ticket, and you can still disagree with me. BFD, well, you just right? Pay the ticket, or just you pay the know. ticket, or do or do a traffic school. You know. So anyway, the, the the main main point here is that I think a lot of people just are chopping in the bit, hoping for some sort of acquittal. In the, um, in the Chauvin case, and some sort of uh, ultimate uh, injustice. They, they, they want racism. They really do. They, they want we'll this, this narrative that the reason why there was an acquittal, the reason why there was a traffic stop, the reason why there was a shooting, the reason why there was a, a punching, uh, or whatever it might have been, it, it's because there was racism afoot, and yet another black man has been killed merely for being black. Uh, that's the narrative that they have to push, and frankly, it's disgusting. It's just an awful narrative, and it's not a narrative you want to push to uh, anybody around you because it only teaches victimhood. It teaches that there's no accountability, There's uh, that there's nothing you can do uh, to avoid uh, sheer death when you have a confrontation from, with, with a, a cop, let alone a white cop. So we have a new woman in... Um, Prager U, she's going to be more uh, predominant, you'll see, she's like the many Candace Owens, if you like. Uh, a black woman, she's, she's half black. Uh, I, one of her parents is white, one of her uh, parents is black. And she joined a radical leftist group, and at some point, they were pushing for reparations and uh, admissions by all white people that they are that they racist, one, you know, one of those groups. And so she says to them, well, I'm half white, so how does, what am I supposed to do with myself? Am I supposed to apologize to myself? And then they said, well, you have to go with the flow here. And uh, she said, this doesn't make sense to me. And what about this reparation stuff? She, she began to see the hypocrisy, and she just flipped all of a sudden. She realized that she was on the wrong side of this. The reason why I bring her up is that she also talked about a time previous to you know, her, her conversion, so to speak, where she remembers being stopped by a cop. She was a, with a group of other kids. And she just thought to herself, I'm going to die. Because I'm, I'm black. I'm going I'm to die. This is the moment of my death. Um, only to find out that the cop was respectful. And how are you doing? Have a nice day. One of those things. And it shattered her uh, impression of what was going to happen. Just utterly shattered it. Um, so, you know, it's, all she could tell, tell herself after that, because she didn't convert right away that moment, right? But all she could tell herself at that moment is, well, th- this was an extreme anomaly, a white cop who was nice uh, to me as a black person, right? Uh, that she was She She had bought into the narrative so much. She had only seen, from a salient's point of view, only seen uh, what she saw on the news, that a white cop killing a black uh, person... White or fem- uh, um, female or male, and decided that therefore, whenever there's a confrontation, a black person will be killed, so long as it's a white cop. That's what she believed Ferguson, she so believed all she that stuff. She
1: did what you started our show today by saying your friends or relatives won't do. She asked the question why after her own experience ran headlong into reality. Right. And it's also. To not to bring us up, but this is what I sarcastically meant by black people don't know how to be arrested, and maybe they need to be taught how in school how to be arrested. In that, they need to be taught, hey, cops aren't there to murder you; they're there to protect and serve. I think what you mean,
0: Ari, is that uh, that don't not, resist arrest. No, no, that people should be taught, black or white. Uh, really, I mean it. White also. I mean, there's, everyone. It, well, you let me talk, Ari. I'm simply saying that when you are stopped, pulled over by a cop, be respectful. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It serves no purpose to um, you know, be rude. Uh, understand that cops are dealing with a lot of confrontational situations and you, there's no reason for you to make it even worse for him or her and make it easy on yourself as well at the end of the day. Okay and that's what everyone needs to be taught. It should be in traffic school I think I think uh, when you are taking a driver's uh, ed test, uh, the permit for that matter my, my son just uh, took his permit there's nothing in that permit test which says that when you are confronted by a cop pulled over for whatever reason uh, what should you do? And well, then have a multiple choice thing.
1: Well, it's on the permit test. But they don't
0: have hey, that. Driver's ed. Remember
1: driver's ed that yes. they used to teach in school? See, I had that in high school, driver's ed. But they, in driver's ed, they taught you all that.
0: I know, but they don't have that now. Right, and that's yeah. the problem. That's what I'm saying. So what they do tell you is here's the speed limit and here's how far you need to be from the car in front of you depending on your speed and so forth, right? All that stuff, which is important. Of course, you need to know the traffic laws. But they don't teach you what to do when you're pulled over. They do tell you, for example, if the sirens are going off behind you in, in terms of like an emergency thing, a fire, a fire truck and so on, you need to pull to the side and, and all that stuff. That's that's the law. Uh, but when you're, you are actually being pulled over, they don't tell you anything about this stuff. And it, it would be helpful if they did, right? So uh, for white, white or black or Asian or whatever, it's, it's just a fascinating world. All right, I want to move on to our next topic, which is about this whole notion of packing the Supreme Court and the infrastructure and such. Uh, it's very interesting. I want to play a clip. All right, so this is a clip uh, in, in the Senate with Jim Jordan um, confronting, uh, I'm sorry, the House confronting uh, Jerry Nagler uh, regarding the issue of packing the Supreme Court. So let's play this clip
1: said on twitter but he's reporting that the democrats will be introducing legislation to expand the supreme court from 9 members to 13 members and that you and two of our members on this committee will be sponsoring that
0: legislation is that is that accurate
1: why not order mr chairman it's a good...
0: that is not the This it's not
1: like an appropriate that time to not make the inquiry sub- of the chairman that is not the subject of the markup. Expanding the Supreme is Court. is not the, the subject report the... report that the chairman's going to be sponsoring is legislation is not something to be talked about on the House. You're in the middle of a markup. Gentlemen. I waited until the bill was over and asked the chairman a question. If you don't think it's important about the Democrats trying to expand the, the size of the Supreme Court, to notice, I think that's a pretty important issue. to is notice, is now
0: call up H.R. 40. All right, so that you get the idea uh, of what, what this is all about. So you have uh, their utter refusal to deal with the obvious uh, issue of packing the Supreme Court. Now, his pretext, of course, is that, well, this is uh, beyond the scope of what we're talking about. This is about some sort of markup uh, for a bill. No, it it was actually very relevant to the topic at hand. And they are trying to avoid actual discussion of it. They're trying to avoid any explanation for it. Uh, We now know, of course, by looking uh, previously at Biden's speeches and such, that um, his attitude toward court packing was that although the president has the ability to um, suggest a packing the Supreme Court, it doesn't mean that it's a good idea. In fact, it's a bonehead idea. I think he actually used that that word, bonehead. So uh, not surprisingly, you're going to get uh, this back and forth here at this point. Now, Nancy Pelosi has decided to say, look, I'm not going to support a bill because there's a bill apparently being uh, of Floated, whereby they're going to encourage the opening of the Supreme Court to have four more seats uh, to have a uh, Supreme Court with thirteen justices instead of nine. And when asked about it, she said, "No, she will not advance this." And as a conservative, you think to yourself, "Well, that's good. It sounds like Nancy Pelosi seems to have her head on straight, at least on this issue." Um, but don't be so sure, my friends. This be, this be is a liar. I mean, well, we know she's a liar, and she politics is is what it's all about. It's all about perception right now. It makes it look like she's being very judicious about this, and she's not going headlong into you know to this in an irrational way that she's not placating the left wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, but she does say that she's very much in support of uh, pursuing the commission, which uh, Joe Biden has already pursued by way of executive order. So. Uh, she's going to wait and see, right, for the commission with its results. Yeah, like, no, what does that mean? What, what, what does that mean, right? I, like, yes, we think it's a good idea to have a 13, uh, you know, justices. As if, as if somehow we need a commission to tell us because we have to follow all the experts. Don't forget. Uh, but Ari, you brought up a good point. This is, this is a woman who is just not to be trusted at all. Remember, she was against the impeachment of Donald Trump before she was for it, right? Twice. So. Uh, there, was no, there, there were no grounds for impeachment against him in either scenario. Uh, I, I believe she said that with, when it came to the, uh, the first one, which was the, um, the Ukrainian situation, right? I'm not for it, but then all of a sudden she was for it. Uh, and then when it came to the, um, uh, the so-called uh, insurrection on January 6th, uh, she couldn't have been faster to, uh, to to move forward with the impeachment. So let's not be too impressed when Nancy Pelosi says no to something because that very quickly um, follows with a yes, and that's the problem that I face with that. You want to comment about that? Yeah,
1: it's just the dynamics of the establishment of the Democrat Party where they have these donors or whatever that don't want to fund them if they're too extreme, right? So they'll say, well, I just want that. that, that. And then, after a while, they go, "Yeah, but I had to do it because of pressure from my members because the American people really wanted it. you know yeah. th- that's how they they always do this Obamacare, uh, environmental lunacy, gun control, everything else, you know that's yeah i that's just, I, like, I
0: agree you know, with it. you, I agree with you I, I think that they you know, don't want to see what the American people are actually thinking at the end of the day. They're against, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming that the American people are against uh, court packing. I think it's to the order of 70% or something like that. Uh, that doesn't matter to them. They, they couldn't care less about that. What matters more is power. We all know that. That's their essence. Uh, and they get it whatever way they can. And this is, you know, when I, I, I was in Russian television America, RT America, yesterday. It's a big channel now. And it's been around for, what, I don't know, 15 or so years. And it's really quite... It tends to be conservative, believe it or not. Um, anyway, so I was a guest on the show. And I was going to talk about uh, this, all these new states that are imposing laws uh, against allowing transgendered males or, or biological males to participate in women's sports, Right. And, you know, of course, I'm for that. i I'm for the restriction. I think you have to you know, lay down the law. Now we have to make laws that are obvious. You know, like you, you shall not, uh, you know, slice each other open on the street, right? You should not spit in each other's faces. Do we have to make a law to that effect? But I guess we have to make this law because what we previously thought was obvious is now something we have to make a law.
1: Men shall pee standing up, women shall sit. Uh,
0: well, exactly. I, I, you know, whatever. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I'm I, saying
1: it's. That's how it
0: works. No, right? I, I. But it's. But it's crazier than that, Ari. I'm. I'm saying it's like, you know, you you shall not. Uh, you know, go gouge each other's eyes out in the street. I mean, it, it, do we have to have a law for that? Other than, anyway. you get, Let's not derail here. I'm simply saying I think it's crazy that we have to make laws now that say that you cannot have a biological male participating in women's sports. If you were to transport that law back to the year 1970, 1980, 1990, even the year 2000, uh, you'd say, what the frig is happening in the year 2021? That you would have to have
1: this kind of law. Yeah, well, people like you and I would say, uh, uh, this is
0: why we didn't want you making gay marriage legal. Okay. Let's let's not. Right. I, I, exactly. Fine. Fine. All right. Okay. I, I get it. But it's, I'm not going there. The, the point is that they had me pitted against this guy, okay, who is a civil rights lawyer, and very much on the left, as it turns out. And he very sanctimoniously uh, started talking about how outrageous these restrictions are on this, and it's just a fundamental violation of civil liberties, don't you know? And uh, there's not one example, not one, of uh, where. Uh, a male, uh, a biological male participating in women's sports has in any way affected, uh, you know, the women in, in those sports, uh, the biological women. And uh, so so, so I, I said, are you kidding? And I rattled off a couple of examples, right. uh, the Connecticut uh, thing in particular. And there are so many other examples. And I have to say, do I really have to explain to you that men are stronger and generally faster and generally, um, you know, more powerful in, in, in all sports? And that, that, that's the reason why we had division between men and women. Uh, you know, that's the reason why, well, Title IX for that matter. Uh, and I have to explain this to you. And you smugly say that there's no difference. We're not going to eat this BS from you. We're not going to swallow that. Our normal experience in life is exactly what I've just described. And yet you would tell me that if it's daytime, it's actually nighttime and so on. And you can't, just because you say there's not one example, doesn't mean that there is no, there's no example. There are plenty of them. This is a talking point. That's very bizarre. And so what I'm trying to say here, and the reason why I bring up my example, not to show, you know, how, how great I was on RT television. Frankly, I think it was very simple to retort this guy. I mean, really, it was idiotic. Um, so I, I might as well say that the water is not wet. I mean, it, it is wet, dude. I mean, deal with it. <clears throat> and, so, but but this is the new uh, kind of a meme that you see from the Democrat Party that that they will tell you what to believe, and you'll believe it, and they will pass legislation consistent with very absurd propositions, and you'll accept it because they said that it was so. And the more we go along with our Time. I mean, as the more that time passes, the more absurd things have happened. I think that the, the November 2020 election was a function of that absurdity, right? There's, they, they will have you believe, uh, at you know, under penalty of punishment, that if you do not, uh, that, that this was the most fair and square election in American history. And if you dare to question it, well, then you might uh, be uh, guilty of some sort of uh, insurrection <clears throat> encouragement, right? Suddenly it rises, rises to the level of fighting words or, you know, or hate speech. Who knows what, they, what their argument is. But that's one thing. So that, then the transgender thing, which I think is absurd too. And then the notion that, like you said, you, you alluded to just a little while ago, Ari, that with gay marriage, that it would not lead to anything else, right? That there'd be no end... Uh, so that that would be the end of the discussion. We will have resolved all civil rights right. issues Bakers at that point. Photographers
1: aren't going to go to jail. Photographers and florists aren't going to be fined and prosecuted. It's just about love. Yeah. Love is love, right? right? Can't we just love?
0: It won't lead to polyamorous relationships. It won't lead to polygamy. It won't or lead danger to danger for women it, it, in the bathroom a Target. It won't lead to uh, you know a, a serious encouragement of incest. a Serious encouragement of uh, bestiality. You'll you'll see. You'll see. Those last two things, well, thruples is polyamory. But uh, there's a rise of that. And they're doing exactly the same thing that we said that they would do. And and I I don't blame them for making the argument. They say love is love. So therefore, who are you to tell me that I can't be in a thruple or a quadruple? uh, Or in one case, as I reference in my book, a woman with four men. uh, That's, you know, how she does that, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but, Lots of
1: bathroom cleaning.
0: Well, she says that you know it's very difficult to uh, to satisfy these four men. Oh yeah, you think? Uh, you know, and, and and at one point she says it would be nice if there were another woman in, in the in the picture. And, and I write <laughs> in my book, and who's stopping you, right? Right. Get it. Get, get a woman. Well, and, invite one of your friends. and Invite one of your friends. You'll be done. Let's not go down well, this road. Let's
1: just say real fast, we're all for that. If, they, if she would bring three other women into the situation, and then they just pair off and get their own houses, that's what we wanted originally, <laughs> right? Normal.
0: Okay. Well, I don't think that's what the situation is. They want to have.
1: I know. They want a whole group. They want they a whole want
0: to, group. They, have they want a, to save
1: money on rent.
0: That's exactly what it is. And and she is. Well, she, well, at the time she was pregnant, but now she's had her kid. I believe it was a girl. And now they're all going to raise that lovely little girl who won't be messed up whatsoever, by the way.
1: No. Uh, later on He'll in be life. Every is gender normative. Yes. I guarantee
0: it. Yeah, I would say it'll be totally cool. And uh, so all of them will raise her. Anyway, the point is that. Things happen when when there are consequences to laws. There are consequences to uh, not enforcing laws, for that matter, and there are consequences to saying that there's no uh, that what what is obvious is uh, to to us, to you and me, is somehow the opposite of reality. I don't buy it. uh, Like like the transgender stuff, Uh, it is it is madness. We are going through a period of madness where, if we continue this process we will see a descent of America into a chaos the likes of which we cannot imagine. This The, the, the 2020s may very well be the most violent decade we will see uh, in many decades to come. And the only way, only way to turn this around is by bringing God back into the town square. It's as simple as that, my friends, because that is the only thing that keeps us from the utter devastation of chaos. That's it. It's always been this way and it always will be this way. And we keep on playing with it and we keep on saying that somehow we, we know better than all the sages of old. We young kids who are in our twenties, uh, you know, what, what's marriage? We don't need that. That's an archaic patriarchal system that is designed to suppress women somehow. Uh, and why not have all these uh, major groups? What's wrong with incest at the end of the day, so long as it's voluntary and consensual? Uh, what's wrong with bestiality? What's wrong with uh, these, these groups that we just talked about? What's wrong with just about anything? Uh, and there's no judgment, no shame, no honor. That's what happens in a civil, civilization without God. Yeah,
1: you can't judge it. Yeah, you can't dishonor it. You can't criticize
0: it. You have to celebrate it. <laughs> right. Celebrate everything. Right. And everything is racist. Oh, oh,
1: oh. And everything... You can't celebrate God or us,
0: you know. Everything is racist. Everything is sexist. Everything is what the media tells you it is on a day-by-day basis. And they will be able to do that so long as you ignore God's role in society. Because as G.K. Chesterton said so brilliantly, when you don't believe in God, you don't believe in nothing... You believe in anything. That's how I'll leave it today. This is Brock Leary signing off. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.